So hello, everyone. I would like to welcome you all to the latest edition of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. Today, we have a very special guest joining us, Mark Thomas. He is the Industry Marketing Group Manager for Anderson Hauser. Today, we're going to be focusing on a couple topics today, primarily on sustainability and supply chain. So without further ado, I'd like to bring in Mark. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Lee. It's a beautiful day here in Houston, Texas. Excellent. Yeah, there's been a lot of rain lately, so it's nice to have a, a nice sunny day. So that's always good. Uh, now, before we dive into our discussion today, can you provide the listeners with a little bit more about your company, Interest in Hauser, and of course, your role with the company? Yeah, absolutely. So Interest in Hauser is a global automation company. <clears throat> so we produce uh, and manufacture instrumentation for all types of process industries. Our seven core industries are oil and gas, chemical, food and beverage, water, wastewater, life sciences, and power and energy, and minerals and mining. So we try to focus on core instrument technologies such as flow, level, pressure, temperature, uh, liquid and gas analyzers as our core competence. Uh, So 15,000 people globally and here in the u.s we've got uh, u.s headquarters up near indianapolis indiana as far as me personally i've been with Anderson hauser for uh, just over 15 years as you, you stated currently in the the role of group manager for our industry marketing team uh, i have a I have a long history in the oil and gas market as well so excited to uh, to be on and and go through this podcast with you Excellent. Perfect. So let's go ahead and dive into our discussion today. My first question is, is it revolves around sustainability. So sustainability, of course, is a business strategy that a lot of organizations are adopting. Now, what does sustainability mean for Anderson Hauser? And I guess more specifically, what is your company doing to drive sustainability? Yeah, it's a, it's a hot topic right now. So sustainability is really deeply rooted uh, as a corporate brand value at Anderson Hauser. More and more customers today are demanding proof of companies' credentials to show that their sustainability efforts are truly measured. Uh, so for for Anderson Hauser, we've implemented a number of of measures uh, to look at reducing our ecological footprint. Uh, in building and production technology, daily commutes for for our people, business travel, materials, transport, and more. And so in our production centers, solar energy, geothermal ponds are used for heating and cooling, uh, pioneering development over 15 years ago, and they're really now the standard in our manufacturing facilities. All of the campuses for sales and marketing as well that we're building moving forward. So again, as one of the core Brand values, sustainability represents the long-term philosophy of the shareholder family for Anderson Hauser, which also gives its backing to the necessary investments. <clears throat> There's a good quote from our CEO, uh, Matt Matthias Altendorf, that sums up our position pretty clearly. Sustainability is about operating our business responsibly and ethically. We care about the well-being of the individual, society, and the environment. And I think that that sums up our position on uh, on what drives sustainability for us. No, that's great. And it, and it kind of flows into my next question here because 
With sustainability, now there's specific examples that your company can share with the industry on how implementing a sustainability as a strategy has improved, you know, a process for the organization and I guess ultimately for your customers. Yeah, there's really two uh, two main examples we can give, uh, and I'll start with when we talk about the word sustainability, <clears throat> we typically think about three areas of impact, and that's uh, economic, social, and environmental. And then from a social impact, we can look at our <clears throat> first our manufacturing processes. So many decades ago, uh, back in the 19 60s, 70s, uh, the company vision and strategy was to manufacture close to our customers. Uh, so Interstenhauser was was started out of the uh, out in Europe, out of the Swiss uh, German borders, uh, and and that decision to manufacture close to our cu customers uh, is really made an impact on where we are today. So got manufacturing centers in Europe, but also here in the US, in Asia, and elsewhere. And what that really does, which is which is important, is it brings a social connection to the regions that we're supporting. So that brings pride uh, here in the US, local manufacturing. Uh, people working in these facilities are proud to have, have a hand in the manufacturing process that supports our customers in the region. And also staying with our manufacturing capabilities, but hitting on the environmental topic, you'll find a concerted effort to build LEED certified facilities. So all of our buildings, manufacturing, sales, marketing are LEED certified, which means you know, extra effort was put into ensuring these buildings are cost efficient on energy usage and utilize green materials and construction. So while that does increase uh, the capex of our, of our buildings, uh, it's really not even a thought process into the consideration. Uh, it, it is a core strategy for us. You also find at our facilities, uh, forests, trees, and a dedicated goal to planting additional trees in our campuses with a meaningful purpose. And so the impact of these efforts are definitely felt by our customers. Uh, first, having local manufacturing drastically reduces lead times of products. The closer we are, the faster we can serve. And second, if a customer has sustainability issue, uh, initiatives, which we we're seeing more and more today, uh, the, the customer can look at their entire value chain, even to the products that they buy to support their processes, and can be assured using Anderson Hauser, they are reducing the overall carbon footprint of their supply chain. Uh, that is a that is something that's truly impactful. Great, yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned supply chain because that's kind of where I wanted to pivot to next, and. With all that's going on, of course, in the world, supply chain has obviously become a prevalent topic in the industry. So every organization seems to have some challenge, no matter which industry they're in. So how has Anderson Hauser's experience uh, because of, uh, or what has been Anderson Hauser's experience because of these supply chain challenges? Yeah, I think the, the word supply chain is popping up. Every day, I uh, even heard recently that there were CO2 shortages for, 
for beer uh, brewery producers or beer manufacturers. So that's uh, that's definitely a concern. But, no. <laughs> but from Anderson Hauser specifically, uh, you know, supply chain disruptions are something we've seen and dealt with before. They definitely have been exacerbated uh, due to COVID and due to lockdowns, due to corporate uh, government policies. But but the challenges the challenges have been around for a long time. I remember early in my career, we we faced steel shortages that really rippled across the globe and had had impacts but uh, but the now now that the challenges are pulling some major issues uh with with globalization to the for, forefront external influences that impact global supply chains versus having resilient and reliant suppliers in the regions uh, we are seeing more onshoring of many sectors that that have been sent overseas decades ago so that that's a real impact to try to solve uh, supply chain issues. Uh, what Anderson Hauser was able to do over the last couple of years as a private family owned company was really be forward looking and, and, and see uh, some potential shortages coming and put together an investment upfront and secure supplies back in early 2021 uh, that has really helped us to keep ahead of the curve with deliveries. So now, of course, we have had issues just like everyone else and haven't been able to foresee everything, but we've been able to weather the storm quite well, really by by being flexible and being open to to making uh, an investment uh, early in 2021 that's still paying off today. Excellent. So now I'd like to actually combine our two topics we've been we've been discussing today. So sustainability and supply chain. So I'm I'm curious is what has your organization done to ensure the sustainability and improvements of supply chain? So the first step uh, toward what we call supply chain excellent call for creating transparency and collecting uh, meaningful globally applicable parameters for each step of the supply chain process. <clears throat> so what that meant for us was, was forming a global transportation network back in 2011. And what we started with was regional distribution for our European production centers uh, organized through a central logistics hub. <clears throat> and that was really able to help us to, to better uh, organize efficiently our, our deliveries into the region. So delivery reliability has increased dr dramatically thanks to this, <clears throat> moving from roughly in 2015, 75% of on-time deliveries uh, to 2019, we hit 94% on-time deliveries. So it's made a big impact for us for us there on the supply chain side. A second logistics hub has just gone into operation here in North America just last April, and plans are in place to set up similar facilities in India, China, Brazil uh, coming soon. Now, these are all identical processes <clears throat> to the one we initially started with in Europe. Enhancing the supply chain also allows Anderson Hauser to create extra customer benefits. Uh, delivery transforms into a service for us that offers customers genuine added value. And today, the Anderson Hauser supply chain is more powerful, really, 
and at the same time more digital than ever before due to the enhancements over time. Excellent. So I got one last question for you, uh, and this is I think would help other organizations, but if you could provide any best practices or tips for the industry regarding sustainability and of course overcoming some of these supply chain challenges that we're seeing, what would those be? Yeah, that's a great question here and 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 really I think a best practice has to be a commitment to sustainability and making sure it's coming from an organization's core values and core commitments. Uh, as we've talked about here, uh, this, this topic, while it's hot and new and prevalent right now, it's been a core value uh, for our organization for, for many, many years. Uh, and, and so we're seeing an increase in discussions around topics such as sustainability, but also decarbonization and carbon footprint. And sometimes you have to ask yourselves, why is this becoming so prevalent today? Uh, why not 15, 20 years ago? And so there's a lot of pressure being put uh, from investment groups and shareholders, uh, policies, uh, fear of carbon taxes, increased regulation. <clears throat> and th so these aren't the greatest reasons for a commitment to sustainability, right? The commitment really needs to come from internal and from, from a core competence, core value of an organization. I think there also has to be a long-term view. So organizations have to remain profitable while considering how they can continue, continue to better themselves. Uh, so we are seeing the impact of moving too fast in this direction uh, in other parts of the world right now. And we can't afford to have you know, our, our customers, our refiners, chemical processes, industrial producers, we can't afford them uh, to decline uh, due to outside pressures of, of sustainability. So it has to, has to be uh, a good business decision as well. So the best practice uh, is to implement your policies based on your organizational core values uh, not from external pressures. Ensure your commitment is long-term and allows you to grow and develop your organization uh, and implement your own personal strategy. Excellent. Well, that sounds great, Mark. Listen, we can't thank you enough for giving us a couple minutes to discuss these crucial topics that are affecting uh, the global oil and gas industry. So really want to thank you for your time today. Uh, and of course, lastly, we really want to thank all of you for listening to the latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. 